0: Welcome back to episode forty-two, not episode forty-four, as you thought it was. You way know, off, way off. Like, listen to the guy who's the spreadsheet guy who's got the data. So true. Yeah, exactly. Welcome back, team. Welcome back. If you are a face-to-face personal trainer, you are in the right place because we are going to talk all things personal training in the flesh. And how are you, my friend, today? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I've
1: got a little project going on in the house which is starting to uh starting to take shape. So I've been. Uh, staring at that in fact my wife videoed me a few nights ago just easy Easy. no not that one no the other one peering peering in through the door and just staring into a pretty much a blank room but (laughs) you know when you sort of envisage where stuff's gonna go i was really sort of detailing it in my brain normal
0: tuesday craig staring into
1: thin air staring at a brick wall um but yeah, no, it's good. So this project is well underway and we're sort of in the final stages. So excited about that. We had a cracking day yesterday with our hey,
0: is, you have to tell. Sorry, you had to tell me what the project is because you didn't actually say it.
1: Oh, yeah, cool. Um, so we, we're having, we've we're had a log burner fitted, but we've built like a fake chimney breast and some cupboards and shelves and new carpet, just turning the room into a real adult room. Like Our kids have got a playroom. And yeah. so that's where they go. They've got like TV, PlayStation, sofa, all that kind of stuff. So we wanted to upgrade our uh, adult room um, and uh, have a have a really lovely place that we can go to in the evening and uh, have a glass of wine and just chill and have some time together. So um, yeah, it's uh, expensive,
0: but it's gonna uh, it's gonna look good. It's gonna be amazing. As well, other people might not know, I've I've had a log burner for a little while and I absolutely love it. It's like the end of the day, particularly kind of as it gets to the back end of autumn through winter. It's like I'm sitting in front of the fire most nights, glass of wine either just doing a bit of work or reading a book or chatting to my wife or just chilling like it's so it's such a nice place such a nice nice thing to do very meditative and are you how you're still on you're still on no alcohol aren't you you've you've extended dry jam how are you feeling how are you thinking about it
1: yeah very good i mean it wasn't even really a dry jam thing it was more on the back of you and me going to london and getting absolutely (laughs) shit-faced (laughs) <laughs> um, and I just felt I felt really rubbish when I came back, and I just thought, you know, what? I'm just going to try not drinking for a bit. And um, I thought I'd find it really hard, but actually, I just have no at the moment no desire to have an alcoholic drink. So um, yeah, it's all good. Not putting any pressure on myself. Just seeing how uh, how we go. Nice,
0: because we mentioned there uh, glass of wine in front of the fire. And when I come to your house, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna drink one. So I don't know whether you'll want to then or not, but no pressure. I- like I said, I'm not putting any pressure on myself. If yeah, you come to yeah. my house
1: and there's a roaring fire, there may well be some red wine, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> there may well be. Actually, you're coming up to my house next week, so, um, so there might one there might be one then as well. Get the grape juice in. Grape juice is in. Nice. So yeah, like yesterday we had um we had a day a day spent with some of our cheaters, and for those that don't know, our um tier two program for our in, in-person coaches is called the Cheetah squad and it's for people who um want to move beyond the one-to-one model in some way shape or form in order to earn more money in less time and that's the that's the group that we met up with in person at our reading office yesterday bar far a few and it was a good day wasn't it we we had a particular focus that we wanted to well i particularly wanted to share something on this podcast today but it was a good day
1: it was a good day. The, everybody in our cheetah squad is somebody that's already been through our main roadmap. So we've got to know them and their businesses quite well. But obviously, we get to know them digitally. They're a pixelized version uh, of uh, of a real person. So it's amazing. We get together every sort of three months um, into, our, into our office in Reading. We hire a much bigger room um, and we all get together and share ideas. I put some stuff on my stories yesterday um, and it was just so lovely. There was a moment, wasn't there, where we had a little talk Yeah, where everybody in the groups were just conversing with each other around the particular subject that we were working on, which was very outcome-driven, which we're going to touch on in a second. But me and Dave just had a little look together and had a little smile, which was kind of like people have come from all over the UK. Uh, No one was further afield than that, I don't think, yesterday. But from all over the UK, as personal trainers running their own independent businesses, but how great was it to see them all leaning into each other's businesses, helping each other out, sharing their knowledge, sharing their ideas? Um, it just doesn't happen in the fitness industry. You know, typically the trainers that you know, you're in competition with to some degree and mm. there's various different types of trainers and you might not have something in common with the trainers in your gym. Whereas, you know, like attracts like, we tend to attract a certain type of coach. And so it's just so beautiful to get everyone together. And watch everybody um develop and the messages after the session you know people's brains absolutely buzzing with ideas so much so that one of them said they couldn't sleep last night um yeah that That was Liam Liam said that in our in our community group um yeah so a, a great day um some good results some great learning but for me just ultimately to look at our community and look at how how awesome it is. And I'm very envious of me not having that when I was a coach. How awesome it is for them to be able to get together with coaches, share ideas and feel like they're part of a team rather than a one man band.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Really awesome to watch. Just because that moment, it was only lasted for you and me about 15 seconds. But it's just like we got out of our our, our coaching zone. Our, you know, we were in that space where we were guiding this through this, this training that we would put together for them. And we like, hang on, just zoom out. It was a bit like third person, wasn't it? And like looking mm-hmm. at look like, oh, at us, just with these people. We these these guys wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this thing that we created. And it we had that a little moment um to ourselves of pride and satisfaction in what we're doing. So that was that was lovely. Yeah, it was really good. The the thing I wanted to share and chat a, a bit about today was was one of the themes that came up yesterday and something that we were working with with our team on. And that? it was the essence was how do I generate more good conversations with the right kind of leads that are, are ready to do ready to make a change and it, and it comes down to, to a simple like a, a, a simple knowledge base and that is the break I wanted to break this down so the problem is I don't have enough leads right and that's what we had I don't have enough I don't have to generate leads I don't have enough then it's not consistent enough and that we know downstream is like well I don't have enough bookings I don't have enough clients and my income's a little bit unsteady right so that's kind of the problem and so we say right what what does it mean uh, what does it what do we mean when we say i don't i don't know what to i, I don't have enough leads and one uh, one way we decided to break that down was we had to ask a question of and we want to ask quite like, this question of you which is how well do you know the person you want to attract to you mm-hmm. or in other words how well do you know the person that you want to have a conversation with because as we, we teach all the time, conversions happen in conversations. And so but that that's really what we're after. And when it boils down to it, if we if, if we know the person we want to attract to us, as well as, if not better than, they know themselves, we'll be able to construct copy content or even just an actual conversation if you're in a gym that will make that person want to talk to you and want to... Want to talk at you and want to listen to what you've got to say and 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 draw um and and grab your insights but the reality is that i think a lot of people don't they haven't put enough work into understanding the type of person that they want to attract and therefore when they when it comes to writing a post or making a story or approaching someone on the gym floor they don't know what to say and they end up by default i think mostly talking about themselves yeah i think there's two parts to that i think you're absolutely right is that people just don't do that deep work
1: to get a better understanding of not just so much the problem that they solve but the person that has the problem what language do they talk in you know rather than us talking about uh technical terms like how would they describe these things rather than i need to lose weight it's what is the feeling what is the emotion that they're going through every morning when they wake up because they feel like they need to lose weight. Yeah. I think
0: how they, how it show up in their life. And, and yeah. you came up with a really good example of this the other day. Um, sorry to jump in there, but it was just something you said we were doing this exercise and it was like, is it, was it bending like bent the, the, the feeling, how it feels to bend over and put your socks on or something. It was like, yeah. it was something like that. I think mean, it was more to do with pain. And it was like, if you can talk about the discomfort in, or the feeling that someone has, that they know picking something off the floor or putting their socks on in the morning is a chore and that they've never out loud expressed this to anyone, right? But they know that it's not right. (laughs) My body should be mobile enough that I can put on my socks without my back aching, without something cracking and crunching, without me making a noise. But I don't say anything because I feel really shameful about it. And if if you can, in the right way, address that problem, not in a shameful kind of, I'm gonna point my finger at you kind of way, but more in like, I hear you, I see you, I understand the problem. I know how it's got here and I'm, and I'm really willing to help. Like you you find that that bit of info and then you lean into it. You're going to start so many conversations with that kind of person, provided it is who you want to attract.
1: Yeah, it's the comparable is, is writing and saying, hey, do you have back pain? Versus is it embarrassing that putting your socks on in the morning is a real task and it takes you five times longer than your partner? And I, got, I actually got that example because I was sat, in a in a changing room after playing squash, and I was watching an old man try to. Put his-
0: <laughs> I thought you were like, and I was trying to put my socks on, <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I couldn't do it. And this old man did it five times quicker than me. Um, <laughs> I was watching this old, older man try to put his socks on, and you, he was really—you like, could see—he was sort of really trying to work out where to bend his leg and how to put his knee. And I was I was sort of watching him, thinking that that is the pain point. That guy is not going to connect with if you've got back pain, but. He's going to connect with like that very feeling. It's much more raw. It's much more present. It's much more personable. Yeah. And to go back to what we said a second ago. I think that is absolutely one thing. Do you know what I think the other thing is with people speaking to people on the gym floor, writing copy, trying to create that attraction on social media is also the fear that they're going to alienate people. So they don't mm. want to be overly specific in their message. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, but that means that that type of person won't reply to me. And <laughs> yeah. by, by doing that, you connect with absolutely nobody at all. Yeah. Because nothing, nobody resonates. So when it's so generic, like, hey, come and work with me on your health and fitness, it's so fucking boring. And it doesn't it doesn't hit anybody in the fields. So in order to attract anyone, we have to be prepared and actually have to target The idea of alienating the majority of others and that's that's where the the, your copywriting skills your social media skills your conversational skills you have to be prepared to do
0: that and and people i think what we we share a message that quite often and this is with our clients regularly and those that we work with for free in our free group and on our emails and all that stuff is that we remind people that as a personal trainer you don't have to be doesn't mean you have to exclusively work with a niche and have an avatar that is only yours and it's one and only it's like that's not what we're saying is that if we are approaching someone on the gym floor or if we're right if we've got a we're running a campaign we need to we need to have a an, a, an idea and a belief behind that campaign and it needs to be aimed at a particular person but it doesn't mean that in March you can do you can do something for someone else you could focus on male um, older males this month and talk about mobility because you really want to work with an extra few people in that in that space the next month it might be more on the female fat loss side again and you might want to do a little bit of a challenge for them and that's fine like you don't, there's no rule that says that you can't have multiple avatars and we we were exactly that when we were in the thick of our personal training career
1: yeah i mean it's also the same for us in our velocity promotional work that we do you know we might talk one time about a personal trainer that wants to get their first two thousand pounds per month into their business yeah then another promotion a couple of months down the line might be for someone that's fully booked completely overwhelmed and needs to get some systems in place to give them some headspace so they can then move forward and grow again so that's a great example of we want to work with both of those people but if we talk about all of that in one go it's not going to connect with anyone so we're going to pinpoint targeting these people at different times throughout our, throughout our promotional years, so to speak.
0: And then if we, if we understand that and we go, right, let's seg- like segment my, well, my avatar base, my client base or the, you know, um, the, the client base I dream to have. And I'm going to segment it and I'm, I'm going to do the work to understand how this person thinks and how the problems that I can solve and I can, I can help people with show up in their life and how that makes them feel and if i can lean into that and do the hard work in understanding and documenting and 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 really like selecting and and logging the language and the phrases and the metaphors that really connect with those people bam use them in conversation use them in your copy speak them out into camera when you do a video or you jump on stories like you will start so many more conversations with the right kind of people off the back of the hard work of building that understanding
1: mm, yeah so true so that was kind of the theory behind the writing piece but what was the outcome that we gave our guys yesterday like what was uh, towards the last couple of hours there was a lot of it was almost like wolf of wall street um uh, <laughs> trying to get yeah, trying to get some some sort of outcome from it so we gave we gave them a task we explained the theory we we, we worked with them on the copy and then we actually got to work right
0: yeah yeah exactly we, we built something called the money momentum campaign which is a a culmination of a lot of different things that we've picked up over the last two years in our ex, with our experiments, and that's another point actually. Like we um, just a little sidestep. I'll come back to the money momentum in a minute. We we observe that we've tried a lot of stuff. We run experiments in within our business, and we have a hypothesis, and we say we think this will work in will do a job for us in some way. So we're going to run it, and we're going to we're going to give it a bloody good go, and it might work, and it might or it might not. And if it doesn't work, we just know that that thing, either in the way we did it or that thing in its entirety, doesn't work. And sometimes it will. And it's like it's a really great way mentally to frame, but that you that you apply in your business because, like, the goal is not to avoid failure. The goal is to learn. And if we can do things and learn from them and then use that insight to feed into the next project, then we're just going to get better and better. And what we did, what we were reflecting on is that. What we're doing for our clients, there's 150 people in our program at the moment in total, is that we're giving them the stuff that works based on us trying you know, trying stuff and, and figuring out how to get things to work really well. But we're also telling them what not to do because we've done it and fucked it up. Not fucked it up, but we've did it and it blocked, You know, So we thought, don't do it this way or don't do that stuff because we've tried that. do not work. So do this instead. And that saves them a lot of time.
1: Yeah, that's essentially what mentorship is, right? Is leading from the front and... Um yeah, being able to to show them the evidence that we have from the many experiments that we've run over the last 18 years. So some of those experiments were as coaches ourselves, which probably form the majority of what we have in our main program for coaches looking to get to consistent 7k months. And then in our cheetah squad, it's probably a little bit more of our recent experiments that we've run, things that are going to allow them to Um, to go from that consistent 7k month to 15k months or whatever the whatever the goal is that they have whether it's more time but yeah we're always gonna we're always gonna share stuff that we have repeatedly tested and proven works um, and we're gonna advise against the stuff that we know doesn't get the traction or doesn't you know isn't maybe maybe it can work but it's not very conducive from a time perspective or whatever it might be
0: so um, yeah let's get back to money momentum we, the money momentum idea is that, let's take the metaphor of personal trainers uh, coaching their clients. So we know that to get started on a health and fitness routine is way harder than maintaining a routine that's already been started. The the, the energy required to to start something much, much higher than it is to, to, to keep something going. And it's the, it's the, it's the same applies to the growth in, in, in a business. We've noticed this with Velocity as it's grown, and we see that in, in our clients as well. And so in our team, we've got people across the board, that, some people who are cr- crushing it right now and doing really well, some who are a bit stuck and a bit stagnant. And what we designed was this Money Momentum campaign that was all about taking immediate action to get conversations started with people that are ready to buy and ready to invest and get started on a coaching program. And what we did is we provided them with the strategy and all the all the tools necessary for them to send to put together a post and a message that they would publish and send within two hours of us explaining what it was. And then we sent them a deadline. We had a clock counting down on the big TV, and we said, "Here you go. Here are all the tools. Now it's over to you to do the work." And we were kind of like we were we were helping them. We were assisting. We were facilitating, but they had to do it. And they had to hit go. They had to hit publish. They had to hit send by 5, 5, 5:30 p.m. It was, and then uh we obviously we we went into all the weeds and helped them do what we said about 10 minutes ago which is identify the pain points of their client they the type of client they wanted to attract and get the words get the phrases get the get the ideas across via 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 words and uh and then they hit, hit go and then we went and had dinner and we had met people at dinner had messages coming through responses on their post shares and i know it's happening it's still happening right now So it's a really cool, in the moment, action-oriented project that we we really enjoyed.
1: Yeah. And the thing that I really loved is it was the proof or the understanding, which everybody went away with, which is if you're not consistently generating leads that are good leads, that you're turning into great selling opportunities, it's probably very simple as to why that is. You're probably Mm. just not making enough offers. And so this was the big thing, which is we can we can work on this today. And by the end of today, you're going to be making offers to a bunch of people irrelevant of anything else that you've got going on in your world right now. And look at what you can get out of just one day of focusing on making offers to the right type of people, cutting through the noise and them resonating with what you're saying. And Mm -hmm. exactly like you said, by the end of the day, we've got engagement we've got people booking in for calls we've got lots and lots of action being taken which wouldn't have happened had we not highlighted that point so Mm. the ongoing thing from that is okay well what's the lesson here the lesson is you need to make more offers to the right type of people and you will not struggle to generate leads and if you get the rest of your sales sequence in place that means you will not struggle to grow your business
0: offers and invitations we're, we're talking a lot about with our clients at the moment Offer is like, this is my offer that I'm making to you that will help you solve the problem that you've got. So Provided that you've done the work to identify and clarify and make make people feel like you fully understood them in that problem, then you say, hey, well actually I can I can help that, that's, that's what I do. Here's my offer that I'm gonna make to you to solve it. And then the inv- invitations, which is like another variation of an offer, which is like, hey, come down to my studio, come to my gym, and I would love to spend some time with you on that problem. Let's figure it out together. And just that—that is the easiest, the easiest, nicest thing to say, which personal trainers are not saying enough. And if you just said that, put yourself in positions to say that, or ask that of people every day that you're working, you'll never struggle to fill your diary. You'll get fully booked and beyond, no problem.
1: Yeah, and and this is the reason we need to do that for everybody listening. This is really important, is because ninety-nine percent of people that need your help will never ask for it. Yeah. To say again, ninety-nine percent of people that need your help. Will never ask for it.
0: So, uh, yeah, you're, 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 um, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. yeah, like just breaking that a little bit more. They're too proud because they feel they should have already mastered it. I felt this as well. In my, I feel this in myself. Like when I'm not doing so well, I feel like I should ask for help from my coach or you know from my trainer or whoever, whoever it is I'm working with. But I feel like I should have already solved it myself because I I I, I have an expectation on me. And so when I like that block, that's a blocker. Whereas if someone were to come to me and say, I'd love to help you overcome this barrier and achieve this thing, I'd probably say, hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah, So like it's this it's this pride and this expectations that we hold onto onto ourselves, which stop us from reaching out, reaching out for help. But it's so it's such the minority that can overcome that.
1: I think it's also because people feel it in a moment and then deprioritize it very quickly. Um, because the kid, because they've got to do something with work or their kids. And it just, it keeps revisiting. It keeps popping up every day in their mind, but they just keep press, pressing it back down. And if you come, if you create something that resonates with them, it pulls it up and it keeps it up because you can then yeah. keep it front of house and then yeah. you can help that person to take an action on the
0: problem. And then the thing I like, one well, little gripe that I've got of this, and this is a, a little bit, maybe a contrary belief, is that I think altruism, i.e. like the, the feeling of sacrificing myself for others is a glorified positive attribute. Totally. As in like I'm like, oh, I'm putting what others before myself and I'll just keep I'm dropping myself down the to-do list or the priority list so that everyone else in my world is cool, but I'm feeling like shit. Like I, I I hate the way I look, I hate the way I feel, my energy sucks, I'm in pain, I'm overweight, but it's it's okay because everyone else is good. I'm like fuck that. And I, I wanna I want to promote this idea of rational selfishness. So the opposite is selfishness, where people just look out for themselves and no one else, and that's not what I think is good. But rational selfishness, which means like a balanced approach, as in like I need to look after myself so that I can be the best I can be for the people around me. Like that is a really healthy way of thinking. And the, the reality is most people are altruistic and not rationally selfish. So unless we're inviting people into our world, making offers of help and support, then you're going to be. Underbooked, <laughs> you're going to be disappointed with your bank balancing your calendar for a long time. Yeah, so team, hopefully
1: that has helped you. Go and make some more offers.
0: Yes, please do.
1: Think about the people that you really want to serve and be prepared to alienate others. And remember that 99% of your future clients they're not going to come to you, so you need to go to them. Team, thank you so much. Amazing. We will see you for the next episode very, very soon.
0: Bye bye. See you now.